Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. Well, um, this message on on uh, being perplexed or prepared, I thought to myself, you know, sometimes you don't know if you're going to bring the right word. It's always a word that we always say. There's a, it, this is a word in season. We just pray to God that it is the right season. But last night I got to bed, and before I go to bed, sometimes on a Saturday night is about the same time in Sydney, Australia as it is when I get to my bed. And Pastor Tom was preaching a message last night um, called Every Preparation Has Been Made for Victory. And I thought, this is, I know, I know that there's something here. There's been a connection there. So I know that when I talk this morning about being prepared, that this is the word for this morning. Amen. And so, um, would you agree this morning, if you're sitting in this place, you're a human being, you live in a body, but you have a spirit, and you have a mind, and you have a soul, and you have a mind, will, and emotions. And everyone here, I don't think there's anyone can escape that. You all, you're all, we're all of the same makeup. We're made in the image and likeness of God. And so, um, he made us in a certain fashion. Um, He made us uniquely. Uh, it's the, our DNA will confirm that, but we're made in God's image and likeness. Amen. And so, um, even though uh, we're all the same, not all of us have the same spirit. We have the same Holy Spirit, but sometimes we do not have the same spirit like our own spirit, the spirit that w- is within us. And this morning, I want to speak a little bit and see where this goes. There's no ways this is going to be a two-parter, but I just know that. But I want to talk about the spirit that is in us. And God had to deal with lots of different spirits. He has done for centuries. Because he says that there's a spirit in the earth. There's a spirit in a man. And he identifies all these different spirits. And if you go to God's word, he was speaking about Caleb, just before he was due to go into the promised land. And what did he recognize in Caleb? He said that he has a different spirit. He has a different spirit. So not all of us have the same spirit. You could be sitting next to someone who has a different spirit from you. But we need to prepare our spirits for the days ahead. And so... There was a whole generation of people who had a wilderness spirit. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. And their spirit would not change. That spirit had to die out and die away before a different spirit could prevail and walk into what God had for them. And so we should be aware that as we let the Holy Spirit mold and transform our spirits that God has something prepared for us to walk into. Amen? And this is actually another message that Pastor Tom preached a long time ago, and it said, 
the message title was Occupation Requires a Different Spirit. To go into a place, to occupy it, to seize control of it, and to carry God's anointing and his purpose in that place requires you to have a different spirit. Amen? And so, God is not random. He, his, the word says that his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth, seeking those whose heart is loyal to him. God looks at our spirit. He's not like random. He's like, I'm just going to pick, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pick Dion for this task. And, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like or what, you know, just, just on you go. God, God, is, God has plans, definitive plans, and he looks for people that have a prepared spirit and that have the right spirit. Amen? And there's something about having the right spirit and, and having the God kind of faith that God will pass over a million people to come to you. God will, come, God will pass over a million people and he'll come to Izzy because he sees in her the spirit that he needs for this venture. Do you understand what I'm saying? He will pass over thousands of people to anoint just one person. And we have to prepare our spirit and we, to some degree, have to arrest God's attention. And you're like, well, I know God always knows. He knows me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. He knows, he knows the numbers of hair on my head. David McLaughlin, a couple of hundred. You know, Lewis, gazillion millions. But, he, but, but there's something about us. There's something about a man with a different spirit or a woman with a different spirit that gets God's attention. And a perfect example of this is, is in Mark chapter 10, blind Bartimaeus. And Jesus is walking. And blind Bartimaeus starts shouting out to Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, heal me, stop, I need, I need you, come, come over here. And of course what happens is, Everyone that was around him, his, his closest, and people in, were like, oh, it's only blind Bartimaeus. Shush, shut up. Can't you see the master is, you know, he's on, 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 on the way somewhere here. He's got business to attend to. But blind Bartimaeus didn't give up, and he said, Jesus, Jesus, and the word is powerful. The word says Jesus stood still. Jesus stood still. He was stopped in his tracks by blind Bartimaeus. And did he heal him? You bet. He healed him. God will meet you where you are if you dare to believe in him. If you, will, if you would dare to think that I can transform my spirit, God will meet you where you are. And he will... You will, you will arrest him in his tracks and he will attend to your need. Amen? But it, the spirit that was around at that time was like, shushed, 
there's great, there's, there's something more cooking here. But blind Bartimaeus wouldn't give up. Amen? So we need to have a different spirit. Amen? And we need to prepare our spirits. Now, God is a God of preparation. He is an orderly God. He has, he has from, the, from the beginning of time, and there has been no beginning of time in, in the Lord, but he has always seen the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He already has plans. He's made his plans already. He has made arrangements for your future. He's made arrangements for your future and for my future. Yeah. He's made the arrangements already. And we can go to the Word and say, well, what, what's the future? Well, there's a feast to attend. There's a place to stay. There's lodgings for us. He's prepared a place for us. There's a feast to have. All right. And there's m many things that we can do. Amen. And we don't have to, in this place where we're going to, we don't have to worry about inflation of food prices or mortgage, the mortgage market, or anything like that, because he's already got it already. All it requires for us to occupy that place in our future is a different spirit, is to have our spirits line up with his spirit. Amen. Every, we can, you can, am I saying that you can have just an ordinary spirit and that there's those with a different spirit? I think the word supports that that there were people who were standout people in God's, in God's word. They had a different spirit. Ezra, even, even, um, even Samson, whose life was really up and down. So for all of those who've had an up and down life, man, and even, even in all of that, you know, Samson, in all of, in, in everything, God permitted everything he went through to take retribution on his enemies. The Philistines were wiped because, and Samson died in the process. He was deceived, and you probably all know the story. But all of that, even when we, even when we see, do you know what? Things do not look the way they're supposed to. Surely God, surely God is not, planned this. Surely he has not prepared this, but he has. And even if it looks like it's chaotic and full of turmoil, it's for a purpose. Do you understand? Amen. So God doesn't do random things. Amen. He loves a prepared person. He loves a prepared people. Now, that, that, does that mean to say that we're always prepared and that he doesn't pick people who are like, gee whiz, where did that come from? That came right out of the blue. I, didn't even, I wasn't even ready for that, yet God did something here. But in the, in, the, in the bigger picture, I believe, from God's word, it would help us to prepare ourselves. Amen? So this morning, maybe this week and next week, we take our pulse to see how, what our state of readiness is. We take our pulse. Has anyone ever taken their pulse before? Yeah, you can either do it up, up here or here, and you listen, and like, if you can hear, do-dun. Do-dun. 
you know? Or maybe you're one of those people, dun, 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 you know? And, and you, you, you know, I believe God looks at, the, you know, we, God looks at our lives and, 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 and he, he can, like, take uh, the spiritual temperature of our life with his, like, thermometer. And then the Holy Spirit comes to us and says, oh, this temperature is too low. We need to dial that up a little bit. And the Holy Spirit begins working on your heart and convicting you of things and trying to work a different spirit out in you. Amen. So if we're wise people, we will, we, will, we will know our state of readiness. And so this morning, the question you might ask yourself is, well, what is it that we have to be prepared for? And now everyone's going to maybe think, well, it's for the mark of the beast. It's for this. It's for that. It's for these years of tribute. It's for all of this. I believe what we need to be ready for is the soon and coming king. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, be ready for Jesus when he returns. The Bible, you know, if, if we get that, if we put that into a, a first place priority, everything else will flow out of that. And, and I'm, so, um, I'm so envious of those that are going to South Africa shortly because um, the celebration this year, Pastor Theo Volmerans is speaking on the end times uh, spirit of the Antichrist, mark of the beast, and all of that kind of thing. But anyhow, but that's what we are waiting for. Can you go to Luke chapter 12, verse 35? And it says there, be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning. As though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast, then you will be ready. Count how many times this passage of scripture uses the word ready. Then you'll be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth. He himself will seat them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. What would the homeowner do? He'd be in, he would be in wait, wouldn't he? You, must, you also must be ready. This is amazing. You also must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when it's least expected. So Peter asked the Lord, Lord, is that illustration just for us or is it for everyone? Jesus replies, a faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. Hallelujah. I tell you the truth. The master will put that servant in charge of all that he owns. But what if the servant thinks my master's not coming back for a while and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. Oh my gosh, wow. And a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared, but isn't prepared 
and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will only be punished lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. So we see there the emphasis that God places on being ready and being prepared. Now, the opposite of being prepared is probably being totally bewildered and perplexed. Bewildered. Have you ever seen someone with a bewildered look on their face? I was going to say, I see a couple right now, but I'm only, I would only be kidding because that's not true. Or are we perplexed? Perplexed can mean that something is difficult to understand or work out or solve. It's confusing. It's puzzling to us. It's bewildering. It baffles us. It fills us with uncertainty. We're perplexed. Amen. And some things in life are just perplexing. We can't work them out. And I still can't work out the energy price cap. <laughs> I'm baffled by that. I need wisdom. But some things, you know, some things are just, that doesn't make sense. That's baffling. Do you know, I heard once of, a, of an insurance firm in London that specialize in insuring churches against acts of God. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to underwrite that, that no act of God shall take place in your, in your church, and if it does, we're going to pay you out. I could be really cheeky there and say, add something onto that. Maybe some of you know what I'm thinking, but no, it's perplexing. Things are perplexing. And in the days ahead, many things will, 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 will come against us to perplex you and baffle you and confuse you and bring confusion. Thank God the Holy Spirit is never perplexed. He's never bewildered. God is never confused. And we can not only ask God to renew a right spirit in us, but to give us a different spirit. Amen? Just like the one that Caleb had, or just like the one that Gideon had, or just like the one, you know, you think of someone, does anyone here have someone they look up to and admire that has done great things? I, I, I have a few. You probably know some of mine. I think of, I, I love David Livingston. Uh, I, I love the stories of the, the explorers. I love the stories of the explorers that went and did intrepid great things. And um, it, they, all, they all stood out amongst people. They all, and to have a different spirit requires that we have a completely different lifestyle sometimes. Because so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is doing this. This is what I see all the time. It's like with, um, you know, if you've got, I, I have one social media channel, the, the, the one, actually, no, that's not true. I have two, if you call Twitter a social media channel, I guess it is. And, um, you know, you get a lot of stuff coming into your social media, and, a lot, you know, at one time it was everything to do with cryptocurrency. So if you do this with cryptocurrency, blah, 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 and, and the guy's normally in, in his swimming pool, and he's podcasting from his pool or his you know, his, his um, villa in the Alps or something like that, you know. 
And so many of us, oh, do you know what? I think that could be the right way to go. That could be the right thing for me. I'll, I think I'll, you know, give that a try. Or, or I'll try this. So-and-so says, oh, you know, I also had that for a while, and I went to this person, or I tried this practice or this mantra or whatever. Oh, I'll give that a try. To have a different spirit means that you sometimes will not conform to the spirit of the world. You don't conform to the spirit of the world. The things of the flesh are carnal, and the things of the spirit are spirit. You can't, you can't like, blend the two of them. Do you know what I mean? They don't mix it was like when I was a wee boy in, in the Scouts, we had a Scout hut, and I remember the old man that owned it was Mr. Glass, and it was in the boondocks in South Africa with all the blue gum trees and everything. It was a beautiful place out in the wilderness. Um, but he was a collector of strange things, and he had a room. He had a room that was kind of supposed to be locked, I'm sure, but we would always be, the curiosity would get the better of us because when we had Cub Scouts, he was never around. We thought, we're going to go and look in this room and see what's there. And there was like antelope skulls and all sorts. I mean, it was a pretty, as a boy, it was like, wow, this could be pretty freaky. But one day we found a vial of mercury, believe it or not, mercury. And we had no idea what we were playing with. Do you know how dangerous mercury is? And uh, anyway, I, I learned about mercury after that. No matter what you do, it will not mix. You can't mix it with anything else. It's like that guy off the, the, the Terminator movie. You know, it all just comes back together in one thing, one puddle. And, and, and a different spirit is like that. It cannot be mixed with anything that is in the earth. It actually sets itself totally apart. Amen? And so... If I can read here in 1 Corinthians 2, time is marching on. We're definitely going to enjoy more of this next week. I hope you're enjoying it. 1 Corinthians 2. So it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. I didn't come with human wisdom. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling, and my message and my preaching were not wise with persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. God's wisdom is revealed by the Spirit. We do, however, speak a, a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who come to nothing. The wisdom of this age is going to come to nothing. Here today and gone tomorrow. It's here today and gone tomorrow, guys. That is the truth. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory. God already prepared his wisdom for you, for your life. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified Christ our Lord. However, it's written, no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no human mind has conceived, the NIV says, imagined, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. God's prepared stuff for us. And I, I love God. I don't always feel like, 
I don't always feel like I can even make a dent on the love he had for me. I can't. It's like, how can I reciprocate the love that you have for me? Because in my life, I've, maybe this is the wrong word, but I've always deviated, especially when I was a teenager. Man, if you tell me go one way, I would deviate. I'd go the other way. My God, and you, eventually, you, put, you had the patience with me to see me come through to hopefully bear fruit for your kingdom. These are the things that God has revealed to us because the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts. I can't tell what Albert's thinking. I can't tell what Alex is thinking. Who knows except the Spirit of God? What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit. We explain spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. We live in, an, in a reality right now. I'm living in wall-to-wall reality. There is, a, there is another paradigm there is another dimension. There is another dimension that, 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 that exists in time with this reality, but that really for the spirit-filled Christian, that is the dimension we should live in, in that dimension. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. And they can't understand them because they are discerned only by the spirit. If you're sitting in this place this morning and you have been born again, you have received the spirit of God to live inside you. Have you further been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized in water? The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to human judgment, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. One of the greatest verses in the Bible, we have the mind of Christ. Do you know why why charismatic people and Pentecostal people get a bad rep, (laughs) a bad reputation? I believe it's because they don't use their minds. And you might think, well, you've just contradicted yourself, Pastor David, because it's spirit first, isn't it? Did God create us with a mind, a brain? So he put a brain inside us and a mind to use, right? So I'm not elevating the mind. And I know it's going to sound like a major dichotomy because in one sense you think, okay, The problem is they use their minds too much, but the mind has not been submitted to the spirit. You understand? So what I'm saying is the reason why sometimes Pentecostals and Charismatics get a bad reputation is because they like, I'm going to put my common, God-given common sense out of the window and I'm going to do everything by the spirit. But if you don't know the spirit or if the spirit is not living in you, everything then is of the spirit. And then we get into all sorts of um, crazy types of things and absurd situations. And it's like, um, you know, Lord, I'm looking for for my beloved. 
And it's like you're walking, you know, wherever you could be in some place. Next minute, oh, gee whiz, look at, look at her. I just felt a connection, you know. It's like I've just felt this connection. I've met someone. I've got this connection. I feel all hype, hyper, oh, the tingling and everything. The spirit is leading me and drawing us together. But common sense might have, might have escaped you, and um, this woman may well be a woman of the night. You know, you just, you, you, I mean, look, you know, we, we sometimes, th- th- things are not what they appear, you know, in the spirit we go deeper. Uh, it's like, no, if it, if, it, if it looks like a snake, it's a snake. You know, I mean, it's like sometimes we're like, well, let's try and make it something that it's not because it's a spiritual thing to do. And it's, we, we have to understand that God gave us common sense and a mind to use to sanctify our minds and to bring our minds into submission to the, to the Spirit of God. So have the mind of Christ. It's not saying, it's not saying the Holy Spirit doesn't. The, of course the Holy Spirit matters. We need the Holy Spirit every single day. But we need our mind too. Otherwise, it's like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I, I like, and 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 I'm going to have the grace of God and the mercy of God, and I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be, you know, righteously stupid, you know. And it's like, no, don't, don't, don't mix my spirit with, don't, and 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 don't appropriate the things of this world and the world's thinking to my spirit. Don't blaspheme my spirit by appropriating those things to my spirit because they're not the same. They're not the same. And I'll bring this to a close just now. I'll, you know, sometimes we need wisdom. Has any, anyone ever heard of King Solomon? We need, we need that, that spirit of Solomon. Solomon said, Proverbs 16, 1, the preparation of the heart in a man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So how do we prepare our hearts? It's, it's by communing with the Lord. How do we do that? We pray. We stay in fellowship and we pray every day. And as so many good people in this place remind me often, and I, 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 I also um, realize it, that prayer is the foundation of our lives. So we must pray. We must pray. We must pray in private. We must pray in secret. We must pray together. We must pray. We must be bold in prayer. We must pray for those who are unbelievers. We must pray. Ezra 7.10, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach the statutes in Israel. He prepared his heart. So next week, we're going to talk about how we prepare our hearts to receive. How ready are we to receive what the Spirit of the Lord has for you? Because next week, I believe we may even worship for a, a time and just, just impart and just pray. And just, are you, come next week ready to receive. Come next week ready to receive. If you've, never, if you've never had the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, if that's what you believe for, if you, if you have never had an encounter with God and you want to come, we sang that song this morning about, you know, bending our knee, humbling, bowing our lives. 
And I can tell you now that when you see when you do that amongst family and friends and in front of your the church, it has such a, it has such a it has such a powerful force in your life. The magnitude of that, and not because you want other people to see you. In fact, but it's I'm laying it down. I'm laying it down. I don't care who sees me. I don't care what they think of me. But your cross is here, and I'm here to offer all of this stuff from my past to you. Will you take it, take care of it, take I know, and, and we can pray for you. Amen. So that is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how preparation and readiness comes before receiving. It comes before reconciling with people. It comes before a harvest. You can't have a harvest without a preparation. It comes before, you can't have a vision without preparing your heart. Otherwise, you're going to have some vision. Who gave you the vision? Oh, well, it came a little, it's like, no, we need to wait on the Lord. Wait on Him. He will give us the vision. Amen. Amen. So praise God for that. Hallelujah. And we're going to, we're going to build this house by wisdom. And by by and wis- the wisdom to prepare for what is coming in the days ahead. Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter. Amen.